0: The Fibber McGee and Molly Show. NBC and Tums present Fibber McGee and Molly transcribed. The show is written by Phil Leslie and Len Levinson and directed by Max Hutto. Fibber and Molly will be with you in a minute. This is Don Wilson. You know, you're lucky that Tums is such a handy help. Because when some favorite food, hasty eating, or too much to eat or drink, gives you heartburn or sour stomach, Tums can relieve that excess acid pain on the spot. You don't wait, not a minute, for Tums fast neutralizing action to make you feel comfortable again. You don't need water or a spoon or a glass. No mixing, no fussing. Just pop a couple of Tums in your mouth the next time acid indigestion strikes after you've overindulged in food or smoking. Once you experience that wonderfully fast relief, you'll never be without a roll of Tums in your pocket or purse. So get a roll today. Tums. T-U-M-S. Tums for the tummy. in full swing at 79 Whistle Vista. And out in the backyard, a bird in song is joined by its mate. Just as Fibber McGee is joined by his molly.
2: McGee? McGee, where are you?
0: I'm here in the garage, kiddo. Working up a workbench. Doing
3: some work. On what? I got an idea here for a new shape for a toothpick. Oh? Yeah, do you realize there hasn't been any change in the design of toothpicks for over a hundred years?
2: No. Nor in the design of teeth, either, come to think of it. Say, were you using an electric grill or a vibrator, or anything like that out here? No, why, just Well, I heard some sort of a buzzing noise over this way, and I didn't know. Listen. There, that's it.
3: Hmm. Sounds like it's outside, whatever it is. Let's go see what it is.
2: It's coming from over... Oh, look up over the garage door. A wasp nest.
3: Hmm. They must have just started building it. That wasn't there yesterday. Let me see. This hole handle ought to be long enough to reach up there. What are you
2: gonna do? I'm
3: gonna dispossess them kids before they finish getting their house built. I'll get them buzzers out of here and... Watch
2: it. Be careful. If they sting you... They
3: won't sting. They're perfectly harmless. I read somewhere, except when they're attacked, and I ain't attacking them. Just their nest. I'll knock it down and, hey,
2: hey, get away from me. Hey, shoot! Ah, hey, out! Hey, Peter! Hey! Oh! Ah, oh, dear! Oh, wow! Oh, wow! My eye, my eye. Deary, oh, you poor. Did he sting you? Does it hurt?
3: Oh, murder. Oh, I've been stabbed right in the eye, like an electric
2: shock. Oh, Oh. you poor dear. Here, let me lead you in the house. Yeah. You better come lie down
3: and I'll phone Dr. Gamble. Oh, no, no, no. Don't call him. Just lead me inside to the sofa and wrap some ice cubes in a towel. Don't
2: you think I ought to call the doctor?
3: No, 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 I should say not. I'm much too sick to see the doctor now. Oh, Oh, a little better. The nap helped. Good. The whole left side of my face feels kind of drawn up, though, sort of. I can't see so good out of that eye.
2: Hmm. It is awfully puffy. Mm. The wasp didn't leave a mark with his stinger, but the whole eye is. Hmm. Does it hurt? Oh oh, darn tootin' it hurts. I could have told you that without sticking your finger in my eye. I'm sorry, I just wondered if it's as sore as it looks.
3: Does it look that bad? Hey, let me up off of here. I got a seat for myself. Holy smoke. Ooh. Sure looks like somebody hung one on me.
2: Oh, it isn't that bad, McGee.
3: No? Well, thank goodness you were there when it happened. Otherwise, even you wouldn't believe me. Uh Uh-oh, I'll answer it. If that's some dad-ratted salesman, this eye of mine ought to scare him away.
2: Mr. McGee, hi. Oh, hello, Dee. Come on in. I can't, Mr. McGee. I just came to tell you that our school is having their first baseball game of the season tomorrow for the benefit of the new swings, and tickets are only a quarter, and... Oh, boy. Wow. We'd love to have you come free and sit in the front row in the cheering section and be my guest, I betcha. Well,
3: thanks, sis. I'll come.
2: Because you're wearing our school colors, Huh? Purple and green all over your eye. And boy, it's beautiful. Hey, boy, I tell the kids. Our school color. Mm-hmm. Wow. See the ball game tomorrow. Hmm.
3: Boy, look at that thing. It's quite a shiner, all right. I'm going to I might as well face it, I guess. Every comic in town will be cracking wires at me all day now. Hey, Molly. Yes,
2: McGee? Look,
3: you saw this eye happen. You saw the wasp sting me. You can swear to it, can't you?
2: Well, yes, of course I can swear to
3: it. Get your hat. We'll go downtown to a notary public and swear out a statement of what happened and have a stack of copies printed.
2: But what do And you... every
3: smart aleck that stops me, I'll hand him a notarized copy before he can open his puss. What? Boy, there'll be more frustrated comedians around this town tonight than you... <laughs>
0: There's more fun with the McGee's shortly. Research is the most important weapon in the battle of science versus disease. Without research, there would be no sulfa drugs, no penicillin, nor any of the other wonder drugs. Research is also science's most important weapon in the fight against mental illnesses. Illnesses which today afflict more than nine million people. Illnesses which threaten to strike one in every twelve. Already, research has opened up leads for prevention of many of the mental diseases and for the development of speedier and more effective ways of treating mental illnesses. But although tens of millions are spent each year in research on other illnesses, only thousands are being spent in basic research in mental illness. At this time of year, the Mental Health Fund is appealing for financial support so that new research projects can be launched to conquer mental illness, the most widespread of all the illnesses afflicting mankind. Your contribution will help to protect your family. Give now to this worthy cause. Address your contribution to Mental Health Fund in care of your local postmaster.
2: Slow down, McGee. The notary public is in his office all day. He'll be there when we get there.
3: You can't blame me for being in a hurry this eye stands out like a store-thumb.
2: Don't you mean a store-thumb?
3: I mean a store-thumb, the kind you buy for hitchhiking. I <laughs> don't hurt much, but I'm sick and tired of all the moldy wisecracks. at Alec McGinnis saying, What happened, McGee? Get something in your eye? A fist? It was very funny the first 300 times I heard it.
2: I know how you feel, but I don't think a statement from a Republic is going to help. With a chance like this to be funny, your friends won't even read it. They'll
3: read it if I have to give it to them intravenially. I'm glad you bought me these dark glasses. They help to hide my eye a little, anyhow.
2: Well, as long as we... Oh, look coming out of the drugstore. Hello, Dr. Gamble.
3: Oh, why'd you have to speak to him? Well, hello, Molly. Who's the movie star behind the sunglasses? The beast from 20,000 Fathoms? <laughs> Very amusing, Buckle Buster.
2: McGee got stung by a wasp doctor and it turned his eye black and blue.
3: Really? Let me see. Hold still, you big ninny. I'm not going to hurt you. Beauty, ain't it? <laughs> oh, it's very colorful indeed. Who hit you?
2: Now, don't you start that, you big blabberhead. Nobody hit me. Hush, and... hush. What should he do about the eye, Doctor? Don't
3: ask him any questions, Molly. He charges for the answers. I don't practice street corner medicine, goggle eye, Good. so I won't bid you for this. Only thing to do for that eye is to give it plenty of air and sunshine. Don't wear those glasses or anything else over it.
2: What about some raw meat, Doctor?
3: I was just going to mention that. Make him stop eating raw meat and he won't get into these Brannigans where he winds up getting poked in the eye. Why? Stung by a wasp, indeed. (laughs) Boy, that big windbag. That's why I want to get to that notary public and swear out a statement, Molly. I bet I could sue him for slander, the noisy old... Hi, McGee. Hey, who hit you in the eye? Nobody hit me, Gus. I got... What did you do? Slug a phone and it slugged you back. Huh? No, I didn't <laughs> slug a phone, loudmouth. A lost done this to me.
2: I A was... <laughs> <Wasp> done it.
3: <laughs> slugged by a wasp, he What do you have on, boxing gloves?
2: <laughs> Friend of yours?
3: He was. Gus Felthammer. Gloomy Gus Felthammer, the guy's all calling. Well, he
2: didn't seem much like a gloomy Gus to me. More of a slap-happy hooligan, I'd say.
3: I don't know why it is, but there's something about a black eye that brings out the Milton Berle in people. <laughs> My gosh, if you burn your hand or cut a finger, nobody'd think of joking about no,
2: it. No, that's right. They're just
3: let a guy get a black eye or break a leg, and boy, the comedians spring up like toadstools after a rain. <laughs> why is that, Molly?
2: I don't know. I guess they're just happy because they haven't got the black eye. <laughs> that's the way people are. i
0: who poked you in the eye? boy? that's a dandy.
2: <laughs> Pay no attention to the big Lugan. I'm just fed up completely,
3: Molly. That's what I'm just fed up, come. The next clown that comes along with a crack is going to get one. Don't let it bother you. I swear the next pest that asks me who hit me in the eye is going to find out what getting hit in the eye feels like. Because I'm going to poke him so hard he'll think... Here's a guy I want to see. Hi, Herb. Well, hi, McGee. Hello, Miss McGee. Hello,
2: Herb. Nice to see you.
3: Hey, Herb, are we supposed to believe? Hey, wait up? a minute. <laughs> what happened to you? Oh
0: boy. Is that ever a sir? <laughs> <Would
3: you>? What?
2: Now I'm a gay? Oh, brother.
0: I've seen some gruesome peepers in my day, but of all the technicolored optical delusions, and in three D
3: punch you in the eye. <laughs> That's enough out of you, Herb Travis. That rips it. Come on with me. Here, wait. Get your hands off of me. What no. are you doing? McGee,
2: okay, don't do it. Come on the
3: back of this billboard, Herbert. McGee. Uh, Come on. Uh, get I'm going to teach you a little lesson about
2: cracking wise about a person's confirmity. Oh, dear. Poor Herb is such a nice fella.
3: <sighs> well, that settles that by, George.
2: For goodness sake. That
3: takes care of everything. We won't even need that notary public statement now to prove I was stung by a wasp. We won't? No, sir. The next smart aleck that comes along and says, Who poked you in the eye, McGee? I can honestly say, Herb Travis done it.
2: What? You mean.
3: Yeah. Feels like it's starting to swell up again. Come on, let's go home while I can still see.
0: Good night to February and Molly in a
4: moment. This is Eddie Cantor, and if I may, I'd like to take a moment here to remind you about my weekly show business show. Every Thursday evening on most of the same NBC radio stations, I open my memory book and take a look into the world of show people. Not only do I talk about the great and wonderful old-timers in show business, I also tell you the intimate stories that surround the stars of today. And you'll hear some of their famous recordings, too. Recordings from the early 1900s and recordings from this very year. For old and new alike combined to make show business your business. And so i like to tell you about their lives, and I do, during my weekly show business show. Won't you listen every week on the NBC radio network? This is Eddie Cantor reminding you and hoping you'll be in the audience.
3: And I thought I might as well look distinguished while I'm at it, so I cut this eye patch out of an old black necktie, Molly. How's it look?
2: Stand back a little. Mm. That's it. Mm -hmm. Why, McGee, you look exactly like him.
3: Yeah? Like the man in the shirt ads?
0: No, Captain Kidd. Oh. Good night. Good night, all. NBC and Tums. T-U-M-S. Tums for the Tummy. Have brought you the Fibber, McGee, and Molly program transcribed with Arthur Q. Bryan as Dr. Gamble, Parley Bear as Herb Travis, and Jack Mather as the man. This is John Wald inviting you to join us again tomorrow for more chuckles with Bebber, McGee, and Molly. Follow the Senate committee hearings tonight
4: on the NBC radio network.